Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, hey, we've got what is always another fantastic podcast ahead of us. This is one of those unique times of the year in a normal sports year when there is a lot to talk about, a whole lot to talk about, because April is the confluence of baseball, of basketball, of hockey, golf, all of it is going on, and there's a lot to talk about. Sean, always great to have you with me so we can hammer out the points of sports. Now, before we get to that, though, I've got a couple of did you knows that I think are kind of interesting. One of them in particular is kind of funny. Did you know that despite not playing basketball since high school, Bruce Jenner was drafted number 100, <laughs> drafted number 139 by the NBA's Kansas City Kings after winning the men's decathlon at the 1976 Olympics. Wow. Didn't know. There's, yeah, there are flyers. You know, once in a while you say, hey, that guy looks like an athlete. Maybe I'll draft him or her. And uh, one, they usually don't sign, you know, if it's the only thing they've got going on, maybe. Now, here's another one that I think is totally interesting. Starting in 1990, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls never had a three-game losing streak for eight years. I feel that way. You know the Bulls my team. But yeah. right now I call them the baby Bulls because they ain't won nothing, you know. No, they're struggling a little but, bit, yeah. But, hey, Sherm, I don't think I ever lost three podcasts arguments in a row either <laughs> just saying okay you are the michael jordan of podcast yes sir let's go that's let's go down oh my gosh that's funny okay. if i can be like mike like mike yeah. like mike yeah they did an okay job with the uh, marketing of that guy but you know what how do you never have a three-game losing streak i mean hey. that's in every sport that's that's pretty tough every i guarantee you every other sport you'll there will not be a team that had hey, eight years on, man. of not like, losing three in a row. It's like being like Bruce Leroy. I don't know if you know who Bruce Leroy is. You know, I don't and know who has, I know Bruce Lee. You know, he has Bruce Leroy. You know, it's shown enough. You know, Bruce Leroy had the glow. Okay, mm. it's, it's an okay. old movie. You don't know nothing about no Bruce Leroy. <laughs> I know Leroy Bruce. Come on, man. You got to know, know about Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Leroy. Kiss the Converse. Right. Kiss my ring. Bruce Leroy. Okay. You don't know about no Bruce Leroy? I don't know. Enlighten me. Who Come is Bruce on, Leroy? man. I thought you was a, a, a movie buff. Yeah, I am a little bit, but what movie is oh, that? Oh, so you, just, so, so you just, you only have, um, you only have uh, the traditional movies in your bag, huh? I don't know. No, I watch everything. I was just the talking last with dragon, our uh, producer, bro. The Brandon, last about the dragon. Oh. Okay. okay. 19, man, you are old. 1985, man. Yeah, you're old. Okay. okay. Bruce Good Leroy. to know. Bruce, I'm going to have to go baby. back you and watch that You've got to have the glow, one. baby. The Last Dragon. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you've got to okay. have the glow. The glow. Thanks for the, thanks for the entertainment tip. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> okay, as I mentioned, uh, there is so much to talk about. Obviously, baseball's underway. Uh, this is the month for the Masters Golf Tournament. And... Um, that the basketball tournament just finished up, the NCAA basketball tournament. It's one of the best it, tournaments I, I can say in a long time. Yeah, basketball. let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, we made our picks along the way, and I don't know how it you came know out what? in terms uh, of the overall wins and bash, losses. Is this where you bass B? Because that's what you did last time, and he had our necks because you was talking 
outrageous about he didn't have all the stats. Uh, well, you know, you trying to I, call B out right now? Is that what you're trying to do? No, no, no. I, I'm kind of curious as to what the overall number were for wins and losses. I, I can tell you what it was. Okay, I won and you lost. I mean, is this that simple? Uh, I don't. You gotta get I don't know about that. You took Houston. I don't know about that. <laughs> Me and, and a whole so, bunch of other people took Houston too. So don't try to sit there <laughs> at like okay. I was on a limb by myself. All right. Well, uh, okay. But so you saying you won? That, is that what you're saying? You, you're you're trying to let our I, I, you know we were we were within two games of each other. I think is that you won is? one game of the three of the final three games. I think I won two of them. You may have clipped me by one game. Brandon probably has the overall wins and loss record. I I don't know. Uh, for the tournament, so you but, don't trust my um, you don't trust my recollection of the, the outcome of what was going on. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay, so so the information I just got um, breaking news is breaking news. The final tally was Sean was up by one. Yeah. He beat me by one. Yeah. Oh man, that's what I thought because I was pretty sure that you had me by two. Hey. And then, yeah, and then in the last uh, three games, the championship clutch, game baby. in the final four. Yeah, it's called okay. being clutch. All right, being clutch. But you know something? Um, there were a lot of reasons, I think, and legitimate reasons uh, for the championship game and the way it came out. Mm. Um, okay. You know, you and I had, just as it was ending, you and I were texting each other, and we were kind of, we're not looking to make excuses, absolutely not, because Baylor, they, they were just a great team. They hit threes, they came out racing, Listen here, and they just never looked back. Here's the deal, man. Baylor what? came out and whipped us straight up, right? Okay. For 40 minutes, they did, right? But, but if I'm going to sit here and not think that it was some carryover for that tough UCLA game yeah, mentally that's, and physically. That's... I, I really believe it. And I felt like, you know, Baylor came out and in their Final Four game handled business, but they wasn't challenged mentally either. So they, they had a night off, you know. They they ran through, and, and, and that's a testament how good they are. It's just who's going to peak at the right time. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, it was Baylor. You, can't, you cannot take anything away from them. At all, right? So absolutely, we, we, we fell short, thirty-one and one. Great season, awesome mm-hmm. accomplishments, but man, you know, I'm sure everyone would tell you that we wanted that last one. You know, so I talked to my son, you know, that night, and I said, "Hey, man, that just means you got to bring one home for Spokane." I mean, we started mm-hmm. this thing. I don't care what anybody else want to say about it. We popped the trunk like Master P. And, and made them say, uh, right? And then mm. every recruit wanted to come, right? Yeah, and, and they have what hey, I think is going to be the number one recruiting hey, class. But let me in. tell you something. The funny thing about it is because we didn't decide to change our family dynamics and 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 do things that wasn't characteristic of my family, we got a five-star sitting. <laughs> my son's a five-star, man. He, was, he mm. sat all year long and got a chance to observe and see it and, and all those kind of things. So as soon as the – you know, the mantles pass, you know, the batons pass or or whatever reference you want to use that's correct is passed. I'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. It, I'm there, not concerned. When I say I'm not concerned, I'm not concerned. Not if concerned. The fan okay. base doesn't even know what kind of dude they got. So they keep, you know, they not they don't even know, man. But I tell you who does know, that coaching staff knows. And as soon as they unleash the beast, and if we can get away from, as long as we can stay healthy, 
I'm not concerned. We, we're in New York. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back next year in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Okay. I, I'm not sure how much you're allowed to say because you, you may have some information uh, about Gonzaga basketball that, that many others do not have. Who do you think is going to move on to the next level? Who's who's going to go on to professional basketball right, next so season from that I team? can give you my opinion not attached to the team, yes. right? Yes, please. All right. So, of course, Kisper should leave. Okay. You know, he will. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Um, yeah, he might. he's going to be a first-rounder. Right. Suggs, mm-hmm. of course. He'll be okay. gone. He might be a lottery pick. Yeah. Yeah. A Yai. You think he's going to go? Absolutely. Ayayi's he should go? be in first okay. round. I think he, he, he'll end up falling in the first round. And plus, okay. I told Ayayi after the game, I fancy you, baby. I fancy you. I love mm-hmm. that kid. Hmm. Love his game. Okay. Love what he brings to the table for us. Mm. <clears throat> you know, I posted about him. You know, I put glue, water, and fire. That's Ayayi. He's the glue for oh, okay. the team. His water, because he's always flowing, doing whatever it takes. And when you need him, he's fired. He proved that, right? All mm. through the tournament. Okay. Right? So, yep. for sure, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And then. What about, yeah. Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, I believe he'll be back. Hmm. Okay. Well, because okay. now it's about, he's already dominated college. But it's time for him to get his game um a little bit more structured to the NBA, mm-hmm. right, for okay. for him. And that's hitting more threes, right? Well, It has to happen. Um, that's the NBA game. You got to hit a three. You got to hit a three yeah, ball. Yeah, you probably need to work on that. That, you know, that, kind of fell to, that kind of fell to Kispert and Suggs. He, he can year. hit him. He played a little bit more he, inside. He can hit him, but he had opportunities, right? Well, if you look at the NBA, everybody shoots threes now. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about you got Giannis court. shooting threes well, and Embiid shooting threes. He's, that's a revolutionary player right there. You're talking about yeah. running the point guard position at times. So I'm right. not saying that. I'm not saying that he's going to turn into a point forward. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is corner three and up top of the key in the offense, he got to be able to nail those at a, at mm-hmm. a decent clip. Okay. And he where do you will. think Nemhard? Where do you think Nemhard fits into their? Plans. Well, I, here's the deal. I love Nimhart. Okay, so Nimhart is car blanc, man. Okay, he he can mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. He can put his name out. I think he should test the waters for sure. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, if he comes back, we're we're blessed for that. Nobody probes as hard as he does in college basketball. Gets to his spot, sit on his pivot, uh, orchestrate and dictate where he want to be. We we haven't even saw the best of him. He had to play a role, right, this year. If he comes back, him and Dom, oh, my gosh, crazy. With Silas, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ridiculous. And they have, a, as we say, they may have the top recruiting class in the nation. Yeah, they can. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we all know you still got to play, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the top recruiting classes and all that nonsense, that's for writers and fans. At the yeah, end of the day, you know that, yeah, 40 you know, minutes of hell, you got to get in there. That's true. ESPN has their top 300. They invented, you know, these mock drafts and they and they've got the rankings and all this other stuff. And it, it's more for media than it is. I mean, the the players know where they fall. They know who's good. They know who's going to start, who's not going to start, who's going to go to what schools. Doesn't matter. Do you think it does? It does, it does it matter a... for risk risk analysis for NBA GMs. Absolutely, it affects your pay. Mm. 
right? Mm. I mean, you know, but hey, you still got to play. At the mm. end of the day, you got to play. Yeah, and you know what I think is interesting, though? At the end of every year, scrolling across the bottom is all the information about the transfer portals. Oh, and you got big name. You got big name players that are leaving big name. We got about twelve hundred. We got about twelve hundred in there now uh, in the transfer yeah. portal. But you know, before I get off the Zach topic, you know, I want to say I appreciate all the the players who poured into, you know, Dom Harris, who's going to be able to take credit for next year and in the next couple of years for his development, being able to see it and talking to him and all the nuances that happens in this game. Mm-hmm. But but. I'm claiming right now a Zag championship in his era, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. if you don't believe that, you ain't a Zag fan. <laughs> okay. You know? Well, yeah. Well, We you are know, GU, uh, baby, for a reason. Let's go. I Okay. I have to root a little bit for Arizona. Listen, you know, a little I, bit. I'm a, you're I'm a so Zags, biased about Arizona. I'm a Zags fan. You're so biased. And you're, and you're, you're so biased happy. about the Zags. You're so Come on happy. Now. Right, you're so happy that Tommy Lloyd's name was floating around in Arizona land. Okay, well, uh, yeah, getting that, rid of your ratchet coach the fact, you had, of right. Miller. That's that's what makes me okay. happy is that that guy's no longer there. Okay. Yeah. Now you yeah. might get invited to barbecues again. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, you're hoping that happens again. Okay, because you know he was, you know, cheating at pinochle at at the mm. table. Okay, playing hearts and tongue and all these other. Mm games for money because you guys yeah, seem to well. give out the bag in college mm. you don't even wait for the nba when it come to arizona we'll give you a bag no problem mm. mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. you want to steal our coach in tommy lloyd okay so you all happy about that because now you want some credibility for your little mischievous ways going over there in arizona and you ain't even the yeah. best school in arizona either <laughs> Who's that? Is that Grand Canyon or uh, Listen, Northern Grand Arizona? Grand Canyon did Who it the right that? way, so I wouldn't talk about Grand Canyon right now. They least I'm earned, asking. They, they did earned, a great job, and they're they're Division One now. They, they went from NAIA to Division One. Their, their situation, they at least earned it. Mm. Okay, mm. but you know, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not making any excuses. Arizona you know has ASU, totally messed up the athletic you know department. ASU is running Arizona. Stop playing. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah. Okay, you know the major sports. Football, I'm going to give it to you all day long. Herm Edwards is doing such a great job there. We play to win he, the game. Yes, but he the, the interesting thing about Herm is he is recruiting four-star players out of Florida. How is he getting those guys out of Florida and out of the SEC and all the other mean, schools that are you, surround Florida? What you really Florida? want to ask is how is he doing that without paying them? Because we had to well, pay him. Because you said that has, Arizona, we had to pay. I don't know how Herm doing this. Herm but I'm is saying, doing but, this on food stamps. But we had to pay. But, <laughs> we had to pay a couple couple of grand to get these kids out here. But I mean, if you're from, if you're a four star from Florida, what's attracting you? Listen to to come to Arizona, the state of Arizona, and I play tell you, football when you've got some of the because best Phoenix football is better in the than Tucson. Because Phoenix is better than Tucson. That's nah, not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm there's Florida, saying. Florida State, LSU, Alabama, hey, I'm in all a bashing those. Move, man. Let me continue to bash on your alma mater. And you're doing a great, you're doing a great job of it too. Okay. <laughs> but you know, it, it, Arizona, the football team became an embarrassment. Hopefully, Jed Fish will straighten that out. And you know, it is the right time for Lloyd to come in. He's the right guy in the right spot. Hey. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hoping he comes in. He will add the credibility, the experience. He's the right age. He's connected. You know what? There's no downside to hiring that guy. Right now, he's there's no downside. He's a winner. Yeah. And that, too, he comes from a storied program. My thing is you're I not mean, used to winners, though. 
I mean, well, we had Lute Olson for I, a long time. Yeah, I mean, but so didn't Sean do a great job of just destroying uh, his legacy? Pretty much, you know, we everything that Lute built up on the court changed, and then obviously Lute was out. Uh, O'Neal took over for about a minute and a half. He kind of kept the boat floating, and then they brought you this guy in. You was hoping that Steve just... Kerr wanted to come back, but he didn't. Oh, yeah. Neither did well, Walton. Walton didn't want to come back either. I, You know what? Tell me something. Why, well, why is that guy Damian a good Stoudemire coach? Why didn't get a look? Yeah, oh, his name's still on the list, but I think Tommy Lloyd's going to get it. But Stoudemire's name's on the list, and a few former players. But you know what? Tell me, why, why do people think Luke Walton's a good coach? I never said that. No, I know, but why do people think that? You know, he subbed. But I, but I think for, he is a great coach. Kerr. But I think he is a great coach because he has an opportunity to draft my son here next year. So he's a great coach. What are you talking okay. about? Yes, but if he passes on that opportunity, he will won't your pass. Point of view change? He won't I pass. He won't pass. I know, but but you know, he substitute for Kerr when Kerr was out in the championship season when they won the first twenty seven games. Anybody, any coach with that team could have won the first twenty seven games. He goes to That's Sacramento. He goes he goes to the Lakers, and the Lakers did not have any winning seasons under him. He goes to that the Kings. That is not true. Kings I would not still be don't a have part. a winning season under him. I would him. not be a part of the Walton bashing going on around here. This is just ridiculous i can't believe you even saying these things well it's terrible i don't necessarily think he's a great coach terrible 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 well we're going to disagree on that finally I, i'm but... not saying that i agree i said i'm just not partaking in this this is what hey this is called a business decision right now sir i don't need All them right. to pull up this podcast and be like we're not drafting your son because your daddy bashed me on on, on uh, the podcast because okay. that's yeah, how right. national we are that's how nice right, that, we are. I'm worried about okay. that. Okay, I'll I'll bash. I'll bash. His current record is 166 and 222, I believe. I just want to put a disclaimer um, out there for the Sacramento Kings. If you understand, this is not me. This is him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a part of this. That's I'm funny. trying the best. That's funny. He's my boss. I cannot do anything about uh, this. All right, my well, hands are we'll, tied. We'll see what happens if if he does not draft your son. Now go he ahead. Goes a different now direction. go ahead and draft Dominic Harris somewhere in the draft next year, because mm. they yeah, will you know be available. What? They will be available. Trust me. It's a little it's a little closer Sacramento than say going up to Pullman. Hey, you listen here. We just want to get in the league. I can care less yeah. what city it is. Yeah, yep, yeah. And then we want to win. Know what? What did, do you off top of your head happen to know what Dom's major is? Yeah, he's sports management major. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was just kind of curious because you know we we put we place at Westcliff such an emphasis on academics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. He had a three-two uh, last semester. Okay. Yeah. That's well. I I would imagine the entire basketball team's GPA is somewhere around three point two. They've got some pretty smart guys. No, you know, I mean, um, you know, um, they do a great job there. Great mm. job. Are they? Do they have? Would you happen to know at Gonzaga if they have anything similar, a, mo, a similar mantra to the five C's that um, we use? You know what? I don't know. I mean, I know. Mm. Mm, I guess I do. I mean, the, the five C's unique. Five C's are very unique, right? Yeah, yeah. It's unique to uh, to us, right? Specific to Westcliff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made it up on the side of my bed, so. I don't think anybody else was there. With I don't think God. anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody else is using that. No, we should trademark it. Actually, hey, that's a great idea. Mm. I mm. think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't want anybody else to use it. I mean, it's all over our stuff. It it originated at, at Westcliff. It's on our bracelets. It's I on believe our in it. It's I everywhere. believe in it. You know, but no, yeah, they got absolutely. something similar. 
You know, then they have the water to bamboo concept. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. There's always yeah. some kind of rallying cry, you know, yeah. like if, like the family thing. Forget about me. I love you. Hey, forget you know, about some... me. I love you. And here, here's the deal. I can tell you wholeheartedly that water in the bamboo works. I, mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand with my son. Can you, t- you know, for our listeners that are unfamiliar with it, can you tell us a little bit? Well, you know, something called a Chinese bamboo. Yeah. Right. And I think in the first three years, it doesn't really grow at all. And then mm-hmm. that fourth year, it sprouts up to about 90 feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the concept they have regarding, you know, the Chinese bamboo and what they mm-hmm. pour into the student athletes at Gonzaga University. So I think. You know, being a part of that process, you know, it's a humility. It's you have to have humility, right, to be able to be coached, right. So it brings out every aspect of who you are and mm-hmm. what you do, no matter what your talent level is, right. Right. You still have right. to buy into the program, and mm. I'm I'm actually incredibly proud of my son for doing that with, with a cheery heart. I mean, cheerful heart and and a great disposition. You know, knowing mm-hmm. that. At any time, he need to stay ready, you know, to get out there and make an impact. So, mm. you know, that's the zag way. And the gatekeeper yeah. of that is Coach Mark Few. So I'm not going against that. Mm. Right? Well, it, just just for reference, um, the fastest growing plant on earth is bamboo, which can grow up to about three feet a day. Do you think that um, in the year that Dom has been – with the Gonzaga basketball program, that he's a different player than he was a year ago. Do you see uh, yeah, a change? You absolutely. See him, you see, you see the progression and the, in, the improvement. And absolutely. The yep. Okay. Body, mentally, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. maturity level. Could he come? Could he have went out there and played the first year? Absolutely. The mm-hmm. talent's always been there. Yeah. We yeah. could have made an impact right away. Now fans just think, oh man, he's not out there. Maybe he don't have the skill set. That's people who don't know basketball. Right. You follow right. this kid, you already know. Every mm-hmm. every guy they call it a guy he's been on the floor with, right? And not just being on the floor with, bust their ass, to be honest with you, right? Mm-hmm. 30 balls here and there consistently, over 25-point score, and always been a winner, right? So, and the intangibles. He plays defense. He's known for defense. That's the calling card for him. Mm-hmm. And then even during the summer, being with Dream Vision, one of the top programs for Adidas and playing all the top guys, I mean, his Dream Vision – um, AAU team was stacked, okay, mm. stacked. I mean, you name it, they had it. I mm. mean, we even had, I mean, we had McCormaker, Maker. We had, right. Um, I can't even think of them. We had Ice, yeah. Isaiah Cottrell, mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins, which is a beast. You know, we had Dom. We had Kyrie Walker. Mm-hmm. It was loaded. Who yeah, I? probably see all, all these guys in. Yeah, Bubakar probably no. see all these guys in professional basketball. They all so. in the top ranks, and, and I'm missing people right now. I don't know why I'm drawing the rank. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. All right, Ma- you know, you mentioned you mentioned Maker first. We have talked about him before. I, I didn't. He, I didn't mention him in any, any order, but no, no, no. Of course, but you know, his name certainly belongs near the top, and uh, you know, he's an HBCU guy, yeah. and and that's that kind of turned the tide a little bit in college recruiting. 
um, you know, there's a lot more uh, information about HBCU. And for those that don't know, it's historically black colleges and universities. And, you know, the top players have consistently kind of made their way to the Blue Bloods. But if the HBCUs can kind of step up there, maybe add to uh, it's the systemic. Power Five. It's systemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But here's it the is. deal. I mean, I mean, they were getting the last four years under President Trump because he is a former president, I have to address yeah. him as such, no matter mm -hmm. if I felt like he was fulfilling those duties correctly. Mm -hmm. um, he had written executive orders against HBCUs because they were historically black, and it was limiting their funding. So a lot of mm -hmm. people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. And once some of that mm -hmm. came out and came to light, that... You know, I, I still believe the NCAA does a disservice to HBCUs always, no matter what they do in, the, in their tournament, they always stack them 16. So they have to play the, the number yeah, one. Yeah, they always have to play yeah. the number ones. Yeah. You put them at That's 11 true. or 14, they probably win in the first round. Mm -hmm. But we don't, well, the other, we don't want the those other athletes problem is, going there. You know, if you're not in the Power Five, you only get one bid. True. Your 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 conference tournament winner, and not necessarily the the winner of the of the season, the regular season. Your conference tournament winner gets the automatic bid, yep. and after that, getting a bid is hard, even if you have a great season. And and you know there was a point where a, a really good example when UCLA and USC used to play in the '60s and '70s. There was only one bid. Right. There was a year that there was a year that USC uh, was something like 26 and two, and their two losses were to UCLA, and UCLA got the bid, and USC never got a chance to go to the tournament because Ooh, the rules so, were different. I feel so sorry for USC. Yeah, well. Who cares? But but the point is, yeah, I know. But the point is, <clears> is that now, you know, they, they're they starting to get some recognition. We're going to talk are. a little bit I more mean, about listen this here, and how it affects here. other sports. The way they're getting the recognition, come on, man, let's give it to them. Evan Mobley, the Mobley boys, right? Yeah, yeah. Put them on true. the map. I mean, like, they've mm -hmm. been good before then, though, right? Yeah, you know, my, my, they've been great before. Then. My favorite college player of all time, I have two of them. Okay. Going way going way back, Gus Williams. And okay. one of the reasons, one of the reasons, because when I was a kid, my dad got season seats with friends to watch USC basketball. And we would go to the sports arena right. and we would watch USC. And Gus Williams was my guy. Now, I liked a lot of other guys. Pearl Washington, right. with, uh, Dwayne Washington. Oh, okay. absolutely. It's Syracuse. I ain't mad at my, you. The Pearl, you, I can't know. Go, no, you can't go wrong with the Pearl. Can't go wrong. But my all-time favorite was Len Bias. Hey. And we've talked about Lenny before. Lenny Bias, but, baby. Yeah. Those, just, those, just, they, they can't, I can't even quantify his effect in my No, I know. I know. And I just, oh, man, there there was so much potential. I just he think about how, I mean, it was tragic for sure. Yeah. And I cried. And, you know, mm. I cried for sure. And, um, but, man, was the Boston Celtics about to go on another dynasty. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if it was he, right in the middle of the eighties. Right. That's a thing. You know, when they, when they when they were battling the, building, the Lakers. Right. If yeah. he walks in the building, hey, that's three championships automatically with that Celtics team. Yeah, they were pretty good. They they, they might have been good. ahead if Lenny Bias doesn't die, right? Tragically. Right. Mm. Boston might have been leading, you know, at that point for championships now. Right. It might not have right. been close. Yeah, it's seventeen seventeen currently yeah, yeah. after the Lakers. But I mean, it, they might have just surpassed this win on a run, man, because they was all prime to go on a run, mm -hmm. and it was no 
measurement or another player out there, not even Jordan, that could tie up the laces, you know, lace up the shoes like Lenny Bias at that point. Yeah, yeah. I saw him play when Maryland, for which he played, North Carolina, and he scored 35 points, and it seemed like he beat North Carolina single-handedly. Man, that the elevation of his jump shot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was the game I watched, and I thought, you know, I was a kid. I thought, this guy is great, and he's, he all of a sudden is my favorite you player. You mean, were you a kid or was you a teenager? You know you. No, I was yeah, I was a teenager. Okay. All right. Because I remember <laughs> seeing your driver's license on tablets carried by <laughs> Moses. I'm just saying. It's funny. You know, I've seen a lot. I saw running water. Television came into existence. You know, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, and, and you never let me forget that. I'm so just saying, the, if you was <laughs> there you when much. the— when they conceptualize peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just giving you a do, baby. I'm just giving you a do. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Hey, um, you know, there's so much to talk about with regard to sports. As I say, you know, baseball is now in full swing. Hey, don't and- talk about my Yankees, man. And Judge, mm-hmm. come on, man. The Judge mm-hmm. got to come out with. Come on, man. My Yan- it's a long season. Long my season. My Yankees, there's though, a- they're killing me long early. Way. I know. You a long way to you go. Don't stagger out the gate. You and Coach Sony. Shout out to Coach Sony, come who on. is our softball coach. Yeah, they got so they gotten off to a tough start. It's Man, okay. come on. Did They're you see Yankees. Secretariat ever stagger out the gate? Uh, never. Okay, no. no. So are I you going to compare the Yankees to Secretariat? We are great. Um, we are great. Yes, you you have been great. Not a lot's happened over the last eleven years since your last championship. Oh, you're counting. See, that's what losers do. They count winners. <laughs> winners don't count losers. See, I, I get it. Yeah, the Yankees have 27 world championships. Everybody knows. Oh, so, so so bow down and kiss the ring. Don't play with me. Okay. okay. Now the Dodgers, the Dodgers win one, and we want to talk yeah, about the but, Dodgers. But you're going to explain explain yourself for I me, please. I can't explain why, anything. Why are you a no? Why are you a Yankees fan? You grew up in the backyard of the Orioles and some other teams. Why are you yes, a Yankees fan? Because I recognize greatness at a younger age. Okay. I wasn't sipping on that Kool-Aid, okay, even though the World Series, what is it, 83? Yeah, so, it was 83. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I think I might have been on that bandwagon. But, hey, greatness, man, and pinstripes, I love them. Mm, okay, okay. But, I mean, did you have a favorite player that turned you that way? I mean, you know, back in the no. in the 50s and 60s, it was DiMaggio, it was Mantle. Here's the deal. With Yogi the, Berra, the they had so many greats. Yeah, it's so many greats. That's what I mean. Not one person changed me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I fell in love with Mr. October when he was there, for sure. Yeah, everybody liked him. He was charismatic. He was controversial. It was he was a lot of fun to watch. He was that dude. That's what we call it, that dude. He was that dude. Yeah. And for those that don't know, that's Reggie Jackson, who hit 563 career home runs mm-hmm. and is in the top 20 on mm-hmm. the so all-time sweet. list. Yeah. Yeah, hey, and, you he know, some, and I'm a Jeter. He won, dude. and he won. Well. Yeah, well, he won championships at Oakland before he got to his. Uh, New York Yankees championships. So hey. he's got a lot more rings than people realize. And, you know, Jeter is an easy guy to root for. Listen here, yeah. man. When they when they tell you that you – when they give you the, the, the title of Mr. October, mm. you don't get no clutch to that, do you? No, but In then – but, but Jeter is Mr. November. He is. And that's why I love season, both of them. Yeah, the season got so long that some of the uh, playoff and World Series is played in November now. And so October, it was Reggie's time, and November is Jeter's time, or was Jeter's time. Hey, what you mean was? He left on top. Yeah, he did. He got his 3,000th hit he, he, as a home run. I mean, he, he just he did everything the right way, and he won five championships. Okay, so come on. It's hard to Do say. Do not disrespect the number two. 
And he got his team to the playoffs somehow this past year with Don Mattingly as his manager. So oh, oh, he's so done a pretty a good job down there in Florida. Well, uh, you know, he Jeter put the right people in the right places. He jettisoned everybody. Because totally, he's a winner. Totally angered the fan base, and then they made the playoffs. Okay, so. listen here. Okay, fans, they're they fanatics for a reason, correct? Yes. Did Jeter deliver? He yes. delivered. Okay. Yep. Sometimes fans got to pipe down. And but let, they have let the to, real ones come out and do what they do. I'm hoping that they can sustain their success, and it wasn't just a one one hit wonder for one year, and it was only a sixty win, a sixty game season. So there are going to be a lot of people that put an asterisk by it. Listen, I don't believe in asterisks. You play you play the games that's on the schedule. You play to win the game. You have to play to win the game, and here's the deal: yeah. like when they put an asterisk against the COVID era, do do we put an asterisk against Baylor? Because we was in a COVID era and some people didn't recover. I don't know. No. You know, they played but see but see college basketball played a full season. They listen played 30, here. 32 games. They did. Baseball but listen, played they less had than to piece half. them together. They had to manufacture them. So 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 basically you're telling Tim Duncan that uh his uh, shortened season in the lockout, that championship don't count? No, all you championships count. Okay. Championships count. So give, you know, don't give me the Astros BS. You, you're a player. You're a coach. We don't do the Astros. Do you come out in practice and say, oh, man, this is the Astros season. We don't run the way we run when it's not. No, you sell out. Yeah, always, of course. Come on, Sherman. All right. You being all a right. fan? Yeah, well, asterisk. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put an asterisk against this. Should we put an asterisk against this podcast today? I didn't. I did not say I would. I said some people will. Who's put Who's some people? By it. Say it with your chest, Sherm. Who is they're, them? They're, Stand accountable. The, pe- the people who did not win are gonna put an asterisk. And they're losers. By it. We don't yeah, care like t- about losers. Yeah, this is or true. Or we care All about right. sheep. Okay, listen right, here. Let- listen, Sherm. No, don't, don't you? No, no, no. Sherm. Listen, <laughs> listen here, Sherm. Okay. okay. I'm here to wake up the lions, not the sheep, Sherm. All right. I could care less about the sheep. I'm a lions mm. dude. I'm a tiger. Okay. All we right. roar. I'm t- I'm here to wake up the tigers and the lions, mm-hmm. the dudes who put it in, the young ladies mm. who get it in. Who cares about the sheep? Go back somewhere else. We got time for that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Just saying, Fine. Sherm. I yeah I understand I I know what you're saying you want to be you want to run with the kings I get it I get it hey don't you well yeah everybody wants to but you know there's also a certain satisfaction now here's a really good example let me go ahead and, and break it down for oh, you oh break and it I down under- break it down well I under- I understand what you're saying and I think you're going to be able to see it from my point of view Never. you know when when we yeah when we joined Westcliff University over two years ago yep we were we were the sheep we were at the bottom started from the bottom now we're here. Right. And so now when we're starting to have a measure of success, I don't uh, pride is a sin. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm proud of what we've accomplished. You starting be. starting starting where we started and now we're ramping up absolutely. all of our sports. Everything. All of our sports are doing better yep. and you know we're going to be able to be the kings and run and run with the kings. Why is that, Sherm? Because we got this 5C thing going on. We got the 5Cs. Okay. Absolutely. All right. But and not just that, you know, it's just it's it's been a struggle and it will constantly be a struggle. It's not ever going to end. You know, there's so much work that we still have to do. But we've come a long way. And from where we were to where we are now and to where we're headed, um, it, it's going north like a brand new stock. You know, okay. it's just it. it uh, so we're you know, Bitcoin. We're Bitcoin. 
<laughs> I think we're better than that. Oh, but, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think we're Amazon. Ooh, but, um, okay. But, but the point is, is that we were at the bottom and we weren't anything. And nobody, we were on the do not play list. Do not play. Yeah. And so, and now, you know, we're part of a conference. We're, we're competitive in all of our sports. We're looking to move up all the time. So, you know, yeah. Our locker room's gonna, a lot different, sure. Everything, yeah. We, oh, we very, got some killers. Variety, we got some killers. In, we got some killers in the locker room. We get grimy. Yeah. We we not afraid to 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 roll up the shirt, you know, sleeves and get busy. Yeah. And uh, but what's you your some... point, Sherm? I'm, I'm missing your point. What's the point? Well, you know, I'm not even sure I'm making a point. I I'm, I think I'm just talking. But but <laughs> okay. But you know, you. Yeah. Walk it like if you're, you're gonna, then. yeah. But if you're gonna be a king, you're not gonna start out a king. It's hard to start out a king. You got to work your butt off to get there. I so agree. you you got to slog through the mud and do your army crawl, you know, under the wire. Right. And then when you come out on the other side, the sun's out. Things start to look a little bit better. But you got to work your butt off to get there. Absolutely. You know, it just yeah. And because you know, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. But so, I, I think know. we have first round draft picks though, Sherm. Yeah, you've always said that, always, and I've never disagreed with you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, there, there, as we've said, there's a lot happening in, in sports right now. There are two other things I want to discuss with you before we, before we have to end, which we don't have to end. We can go on forever because there is so much. But, you know, basketball is right in the middle of the season right now, a little bit past the midway point. Right. Um, yeah. NBA, we're talking NBA, correct? Yeah, the NBA. Yeah, NBA. And there's so much movement that's going on. And there are so many prominent injuries in the NBA, and it seems to be recurring, happening a lot. Obviously, the Lakers, their two big guns are out, LeBron and AD. They'll be back, obviously. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets, you never know which one of the big three is going to be out. Kevin Durant is they got finally Selena. back. I mean, they got Big Ten, bro. Who don't they have? Yeah. yeah, that's true. They've got, you know, the Nets are totally stacked. But, you know, Harden's going to be out this week. And, and Kyrie is— Does is, it matter? No, nah, well, maybe. Just you know, pick I still, another superstar. You got yeah, Blake that's Griffin true. They there. got Blake got, Griffin, and the, who'd I they mean, just sign? You got Aldrich there. Yeah, DeAndre. Uh, um, you got um, who else? You got you got, uh, of course, Kate. You know, you, you you got KD. You know, you got yeah. Kyrie. You got Harden, and then you got a, mm -hmm. a boatload of great players that's complimentary to all of that. That is true. Do you think they're the best team in the East? I think they got the best talent on the roster, but I don't know if they're the best team. Team is different. Mm. Cohesiveness, sacrifice. Well, who would it, who would that be other than maybe the 76ers? I mean, 76ers for sure would give them a run. Mm. But but let's see. You just never know how this thing plays itself out, man. That's the great thing that we just saw in college basketball. Now, ultimately, the two best teams ended up being in the end, but it was dicey there for a minute. Somebody might mix it up. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I, speaking of the NCAA, you said the two best teams, obviously. Yeah. Um, Gonzaga and Baylor. What we didn't talk about were the women's side. Oh, we, we can't forget the women, for sure. Mm. Especially now you with went, your pick, you know, your yeah, Arizona pick. I took I took went Arizona over UConn. Went all the way to the end. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know, I, I thought, you know, if Staley's group could have stayed composed, they would have been in the finals. I yes, mean, if they make that last shot, they had yeah, two shots at they it. Had yeah. two, they had two shots at it. First, the girl smoked mm -hmm. the layup, took the wrong angle. Yeah, didn't, didn't yep. want none of it. Right, didn't want none of that contact. You know, she's yeah. probably still looking at synergy right now, crying. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the putback, but the putback would have been more amazing. I know. That was like the that was like the Patrick Ewing put back. It hit the back iron and Ooh, came back. Said Patrick Ewing. <laughs> oh, hey, New York is exploding right now. Yeah. How yeah, you, I know. How do you bring back Pat Ewing with the smoke I think the they're still layup. crying about that. I know, but because he could have dunked it. Finger roll <laughs> like know. Pat Ewing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But so what did they want to kick him? So what did they want to kick him out of the New York? Stadium, but you, uh, stadium, but you and I, hang on. You and I both took Stanford as the number one team, and they were number one overall. And they, and I guess they proved yep. it. But, but uh, you know, Ari McDonald just put on a show. She was, Man. she was great. She should have been the player of the tournament, when, even when though she they shrugged lost. her shoulders and and did that yeah. little meme that's going to be in the history yeah. of he, of memes in a big memes. time. Oh yeah, big time clutch situation. I was loving it. I was feeling her for sure. Yeah, that last shot. That was a difficult. You know, she got triple teamed at the end, and Dang. that means there were. If you look at the, if you look at the last play, there were two people open. One on the corner where she was. One on the opposite corner. Not ideal, right. obviously, because she's the first option. Right. And they ha- and their point guard was the second option who right. wasn't open. But you know, she was going to fire up the shot. But six seconds is enough to put a play together. And they just it is. I mean, yeah. you know, is that coaching? Is that? players recognition well now you know idea barnes who knows if that's the way she had it drawn up that might not have been the play yeah Uh, only they know only they you know what and if i'm them i don't kiss and tell man hell of a season no of course yeah of course not you know you ride your ships all the way you know you ride your ship till it till it sinks you titanic the thing right but um you know but i'm just here to say like i mean we i feel sorry for monkey and the crew i mean baylor I mean, yeah. they. I mean, they got robbed. I mean, should UConn even have been in that, you know, that Final Four deal? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, it was clearly true. a foul. Baylor, yeah, Baylor had but, a chance. Baylor had a chance to to sweep men's and women's, but that was taken yeah, away well. because of a blown call. Yeah, I know, but I I don't <clears> know <throat> if it was just because of a blown call. You and I oh, have talked listen, about this. We talked it, about this. And I here's know, but the deal. I believe is everything you're saying. It is a buildup. It is plays that can happen and not have you right. in that situation. But it was a foul. It was. We can't but, have we can't have referees impacting the game in that magnitude. Yeah, but it happens all the time. Like but the, she in the got women, fouled twice. Yeah, but in the women's side, the kick ball that wasn't called. <laughs> you know, balls going out of bounds off people that are going the other direction. Sure, was it you a know, foul? Yes. Okay. But Stevie the, Wonder seen it, Sherm. Yeah, and so did Ray Charles. The, Ray the, Charles too. Yeah. The the officiating though, I, you can't ever blame the officiating. You can't but, be tap dancing like the late great Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, yeah. Savion Glover. Right. But, but the officiating the has not has not been great. It really hasn't been great. Make but I don't want to use the that as an here. excuse. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Are you attacking the referees right now, Sherm? I'm, but I just said I don't want to use that as an excuse. Did they make the call, Sherm? No, they didn't make the call. Did they suck, Sherm? Uh, Did oh oh now you tap dancing? Okay, Sammy Davis no, Jr. Because, Come on, because I don't want to put it on the referee. What you mean? Did they make the call? Or not Sherm. No, they didn't make. Well, the if call. you was the coach, did you want the call, Sherm? Of course, and I'd okay. probably argue my head off. All right, so they did not do their job. Are student athletes expected to do their job? Yes. Or coaches expect to do their job. Yes. Is game time management at the table expect to do their job? Yeah, of course. But you know, okay, you so say refs that. are a part of game time management, sure. Yeah, of course. Are they expected to do their job, sure? Yes, but you oh, know what? Right. Well, how do you put that in into perspective? By if blow you say your whistle, 
If you say a That's student athlete. That's how we put it in perspective. Blow the if whistle. A student, That's your if job. If a student athlete is supposed to do their job and they miss a they shot because they're not going to make every shot, the refs does that mean they failed at, their, at doing their Sharon, job? They failed. The refs caught a fade. Mm. They swallow their whistle instead of blowing it. Yeah, it's not I know. my job. This is the, these are the best referees, supposedly, right, in the business, calling the biggest games. You cannot swallow your whistle. Now, if we started the game and we're saying that it's not a foul unless we see blood, that's something different. Every baller can respect that. Yeah, if you call the entire game that Come way. Come on, but it wasn't called that way, Sherm. Mm. And my heart goes out to those student athletes, those girls who suffered because of a bad call. Mm. And I'm okay. sure Vegas suffered too. Something mm. called a bad beat, Sherm. Bad beat, Sherm. Yeah, it is. That's, Listen, that's a bad my, son, my son gave Vegas a bad beat in the Elite Eight game when he scored that two-point basket. That was oh, a bad right. Beat. That was a yeah. bad beat, Sherb. Yeah. Vegas was turned they, up upside down. with the. Yeah, when they covered the spread. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. They probably was looking for him. You know, a whole we could probably do an entire podcast, probably an entire week of podcasts of bad calls over the history of time and sport. My there whole are thing tons is this, Sherm. It was a microscope under that call because of the time frame of the game and what was on the line. I love referees, but I expect them to do their job just like everybody else. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. Okay. You know, I, I heard a quote once where it said, officiating is the only profession in the world where the highest accolade is silence. Ooh, I love it. Which, yeah, which means if you did your job, nobody can argue. Nobody right? can argue. Matter and fact, if they the would have called a, right. a foul on that last play, everybody would have said, yep, that was a foul. It is what it is. Even Gino would have said that. And go earn it. And go earn mm. it. Because she still would have had to hit free throws. That's true. She still would have had to make free throws. And, and then there was time left that, on the right. clock. And we're not even saying that she would have made them. Yeah. But not having the opportunity mm. is my problem. Yep. I understand. That's all. I get it. Okay. I get it. But I love right. the referees, though. Like well. a fat kid like Cake. I love them, referee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness do you like cake i love some cake too okay i'm not calling you fat i'm just I asking if fat. you like cake. i am I'm not fat for all intents and purposes because i like I'm sweets fat, i got a huge boy sweet i like some chocolate cake <laughs> like <laughs> i love me some chocolate cake that's <laughs> funny oh my god i have a huge sweet tooth there's nothing i can do about it i get it from my dad uh it's just if it's got sugar in it it's for me you can never oh go gosh. wrong with cake i'm just telling you Okay. All right. Hey, um, there's another issue I want to discuss with you, and this is in your wheelhouse, and I know I you say that all the time. You always say that, and then <clears throat> say that you all chop the time. my head off like you Caesar in no, Rome I, or something. No, this I do wrong. not. This I is do wrong. not. This this is in your wheelhouse. It's also in mine. I and feel I got like to admit, Walking Dead right now. I have to admit something, and this is totally a nod to Westcliff University. Okay. And and in particular, you. Um, when I when I came to Westcliff, I was just your average guy going through. Now you know I know we say first round picks, but you I'm not were first talking. First round draft pick, absolutely. I'm not. Yeah, that's kind of you. Thank you. I'm not talking about sports in particular. I'm talking about life and the issues of life. Okay. And in the two years, a little over two years that uh, I've been with Westcliff, I have been more uh, active. I've been more political. I've been more opinionated. And this is one of those things that. Um, more than two years ago before I got to Westcliff, it might not have made me as angry as it does today. Okay. Um, but in a good way. And this is 
because so you're culturally of, aware now. You was dormant, but yeah, now you're culturally aware. It's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And okay. this is, yeah, this has affected me more now because of the environment that we have at Westcliff, in particular in the athletic department. Yes, uh, permeating throughout the entire university. But I don't, you know, I don't know Westcliff before the two years I got there. I, I don't know what the culture was like. Me either. I, I, yeah. Well, I only know what it's like since you got there and well, set us on this path. It. Well, it, it's it's the truth. Now, this is the month that the Masters Golf Tournament is taking place. Right. Uh, another one of the big. It, it's the largest of the golf tournaments can't get no in the world. Than the green coat. You you, you green can't. Jacket, and right. right now, um, there's a lot to talk about with this subject in particular. Um, you know, if you know a little bit about the history of the Augusta National Golf uh, um, Country Club. Um, it was predominantly white until 1990. In fact, it was all white until 1990. Um, lily white. Lily white. The golfers Absolutely. were white. The, ca the caddies were black. It was always that way. Um, and they did not have female members until Condoleezza Rice, first female member. And they have nine, I believe, nine female members right. now. And she checked off two boxes. But she yes. was a prominent, a prominent black woman, Absolutely. number one. But she checked <clears throat> off two, two boxes. Because right. she was a female and she was black. Yes, yes. And they have... But she identified the, black, right? Yes. And according to the information I have, there are about six black members there now. Uh, the first of which um, was a TV executive who uh, joined in 1990. But there's no so, Joes or Janes in this lineup. These are no, all hitters. Okay? Oh, yeah. These are all big hitters. Movers and, and shakers. Right. Rotary, there's only, rotary type guys and girls. Mm, yes. Only 300 members at a time are... Uh, belong to this club. They keep it that way. You know, the word exclusive uh, uh, has the root word exclude. Ooh. And yeah. And so, you know, this is a very exclusive club. Golf is an exclusive club. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There are only four uh, male golfers on the tour that are black and three on the ladies tour. So Tragic. a total of seven. Yeah. Tragic. And, and, um, What's going on at uh, Augusta right now kind of has me angry. Now, let me explain very quickly. For the last uh, many years, the honorary starters, of which there have been three, the big three, which are Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, three of the best golfers of history, um, all won Masters tournaments. They win the green jacket. All three are white and come from white privilege, I might add. Mm -hmm. And they were the honorary starters, which means before each tournament every year, they would hit the opening golf shot, all three of them, a ceremonial shot. Well, now this year they added Lee Elder to the lineup and everybody's happy about that. Absolutely long overdue. Lee Elder was the first black man to participate in the Masters tournament in 1975. He was, he was the what, sir? He was the what, sir? He was the first black golfer. Say it one more at time the so they can hear you in the back of the room, sir. With with my chest, he was the first black man to participate in the Masters golf tournament in 1975. Wow. Yes. Now the first black person to win the Masters, 1997, Tiger Woods. Now Eldrick. Yes, Eldrick okay. Tiger Woods. All right. Now. Here's what one of the things that I don't understand and what kind of really gets me going is that Lee Elder is 86 years old. Can't pick up a club. Exactly. Um, Nicholas is 81 or two. Gary Player is 85. Now mm -hmm. they're they're still able to swing a club. Lee Elder is in failing health. So they get him up there on the first tee and they recognize him and everybody thinks it's great. And his family is there as well. Okay. Now, 
you know, the, the, the gallery is limited at this point still because of the COVID pandemic. They're not at 100%. But if you look through the gallery all the way around there, every other face in that gallery is white. The okay. only black people in the gallery, first of all, are Lee Elder's family. Okay. Okay. Now, is that, ain't that the way it is? I beg your pardon? Isn't that how it normally is, though? Normally, yeah, normally. Okay. But, you know, the city of Augusta is more than half black, which is. is interesting in terms of population. Now, is. there is a man by the name of Wendell Haskins. Wendell, black man, um, who was the former PGA of America executive director, a former uh, uh, executive, I should say, not director, a former PGA of America executive and an outspoken advocate for diversity in golf. And he outspoken. says... Outspoken. outspoken. Everyone associated with Augusta National is in pursuit of power. He says it's American, it's privilege, it's power, and there's an illusion of inclusion. Mm. So what he's getting at, and this is what makes me angry, is that I think Augusta is just saying, hey, let's put a black person out there and make ourselves look good. We can pat ourselves on the back and we can put up this whole facade because Lee Elder was not able to to swing a club. And they, why knew, they didn't, knew that though, right? Yes, but why didn't five years ago when Arnold Palmer died, they only kept two guys, right. Player and so, Nicholas, to so hit that shot? Why, why, why didn't they invite Lee Elder five years ago after Arnold Palmer, or four years ago, or three, when he was able to swing a club and hit that shot because they didn't think about it. Now, here's the caveat. This Wendell Haskins, the former PGA of America executive, was the person who championed the idea of Lee Elder being one of the honorary starters. And okay. I think... So he okay, was the advocate for that. Yes, but here's the interesting thing. Wendell Haskins was not invited this year... Why not, Sherm? ...to the Masters. I, that's the thing. You what, know. Why, no, why not? No, Sherm, you know. So what is your opinion of why he wasn't? Well, again, I think it is what he says, the illusion Because they poo-pooed on him. They was upset yeah. with him, right? He yeah. championed this thing that happened. He was outspoken. He mm -hmm. spoke against the conglomerate, the powers to be, right? He yep. spoke yeah. truth yeah. to power. And mm -hmm. they say, hey, we're going to have this moment, but we're giving you no credit for it. So, matter of fact, you can't even come. You can't even come to the party, Sherm. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we want to kill your story because... You don't know your place, boy. Mm. It's still the South, bro. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this is very telling because... Unfortunately, that... right? And it's pain me to say that. But that's my observation. Yeah. What's your I, observation, yeah. sir? I, I think the same thing. You know, the here's a really good example. That club, which is the most exclusive, again, only a few blacks, only a few women, right. was... Yeah, was established by Bobby Jones, one of the greatest golfers of all too. time. It's private. Yes, right. right. Private. And Wall Street banker Cliff Roberts in 1933. Cliff Roberts said, quote, as long as I'm alive, all golfers will be white and all caddies will be black. Is unquote. he still alive? Um, No, he's not. He committed suicide two years after right. Lee Elder played in the right. Masters, coincidentally. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. Did he um, blame that for the reason? Is that on the, any kind of correlation I, I, between the both things you know they happened. they don't say that uh okay. he he might be maybe it had something to do with it okay but yeah it's tragic um, you know and, and shout out to his family and my condolences but uh what he said was completely wrong yeah. and in the field of 88 golfers right now there's one black golfer wow. cameron champ cameron champ tiger's not there Tiger harold isn't. varner is not, yeah harold varner wasn't invited he didn't qualify i don't right. believe um and 
you know, so Cameron so Champ. So what's is going the, on with golf and segregation, bro? Yeah, and 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 of course, back in 2003, you know, there was a boycott, and um, uh, there was protests about there were no women at the club back then. The first woman again was Condoleezza Rice, who was invited in 2010. And of course, you know, it's very private, so they can choose who they want. You can't just say, "Hey, I want to be a member. Can can I walk through the gate?" It it's doesn't private. work that way. It's private. That, but that's exactly how, right. How many big corporations are still putting money into this private club? Oh my goodness, are you kidding? Well, this year is a little bit different only because COVID is still kind of limited what they can do. So but basically all the sponsors yeah. for this private club are culpable. Yes. Now, here's another interesting thing. Um, there's a there's a, a native there by the name of Lenzel Ponder, P-O-N-D-E-R. For the past 10 years, he is a native of Augusta, lives okay. there, and an, and an owner of an iron and fabrication company. Uh, and he has is he worked black at a, or Caucasian? Yeah, or no, he's black. He's okay. black. All right. And he, he, his company builds temporary structures and facilities for the Masters Tournament, for the parties and events and all of that. So he's he a laborer for the... He's a laborer. He is. Yeah, okay. he is. But he rents out his home to golfers that week and... Um, and, and corporate executives, because those folks who rent out their homes make a lot of money that week because they can charge premium because the availability is very limited and everybody wants to stay near the course. Right. Well, this is interesting because Ponder, who is black, says he has a good friend who rents his home out each year for the tournament at such premium prices that he earns enough to cover his mortgage for half a year. Wow. Now, yeah. Now, this is interesting. The friend, he said, uses a rental agent to remain anonymous and make sure his house shows no signs of being owned by a black person to avoid diminishing its rental value. Yep. Speaks volumes about Augusta National because more than half of all residents in Augusta are black. And they don't want to be recognized as black because they want to get the most money they can I out of their rental. I have family in Augusta. Right. I have oh, yeah? family on my um, great uncle side okay. that resides in Augusta. And I've never been to Augusta. No, I. you know what? I was there once because when I was playing minor league baseball, there was a team there and we traveled there. But but this whole facade sounds that the Masters. Sounds un-American to me. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it's the master's like, hey, look what we're doing. We're trotting out Lee Elder. Well, why did you wait till he was 86? Right. The other, those other three guys. But where have are been you doing getting this with this? Where, where are you getting? Where are you going? I mean, for I, our listeners to know, you know, Sherm Dog is Caucasian. Are you telling me there's some white privilege in this whole piece? Is that what you're saying? Well, because I ain't golf, trying to get lynched here. You know, no, no, no. I'm not trying to be is, the black guy who dies that. in a movie early. No, here. no, no. Okay? I understand that, but Are golf is white. Golf here? is white priv. No, I'm not setting you Are up. You I'm setting, setting myself up. up. Setting myself up. It just makes me angry. Listen, that, here's the deal. I don't care if you set me up or not. Truth is truth, right? And truth needs to be told, and that's what we're about: diversity, inclusion, and having truth, and giving these factual stories, right? Which is documented because you got these all from uh, reliable sources, right? That Pretty covers much, this, yeah. and yeah. It's our job to shed a light on these things, right? To let you know that there's still some inequality, which we know, are that are happening, and especially in sports, right? And we all know sports is supposed to be a meritocracy, right? We yep. know that, right? But yet we still have this stinking thinking with these private clubs, right, that are in the armpits of America, and I'm going to say that, 
if you live somewhere where it's still racist and everybody's accepting that, that's an armpit for me, right? That yeah. is my evaluation of that, right? It's yeah. un-American. It's not what we're about here in America. And we wonder why golf doesn't grow in such a way because they don't want it to because of the exclusion, right? You know, how many people was all going crazy because the Williams sisters broke into tennis and now they got a soccer saying Black Lives Matter. They're not happy with that. Probably not even in England. So you got some stinking thinking people saying, not my golf. We don't want you on the 18 hole, you know, with your with your golf pants all sagging down and in the stereotypes, right? Let's let's be honest, right? That's what they're thinking. I'm not saying I endorse that or think that way, but this story plays into the stereotypes that it seemed like Augusta is trying to get uh, remove herself from. And if a person has to go on record saying that they have to not identify with black, you know, to be able to rent their home at the premium prices so it doesn't diminish the value, goes against the Housing Act and everything else, right, that's been put in place. It's some problems there, right? It is some problems there. So my question to you, Sherm, because you're bringing this up to light, and I'm proud that you're doing this. I have no clue about this deal, right? Until you told me. I didn't know this was going on. This is you. This is your breaking news. What do you hope to accomplish by telling our listeners this is my question to you. That's a great question. Um, first of all, it makes me angry. And, and I feel like I need to shed light on it because I think that what, you know, golf is white privilege. It always has been. It still is today. And when you say un-American, I don't know that you're right. And I'll wow. tell you why. Well, I'll tell you why. Look at the history of America. Maybe that's the way America has been. Okay. It's only now that the change is happening. That change is the un-American part. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, I, I, I um, respect that viewpoint. Um, I'm still waiting for the 14th Amendment to be enforced. Okay. Like okay. a whole lot of women are. And yeah. a whole lot yeah. of oppressed people, right? Right. So I guess I'm more optimistic about what we should or ought to be in America, but oh, obviously, I am, I but am obviously too. we're not. And right. how can I do my part, Sherm? Or what what else can we do? Because we don't have golf, right, at Westcliff, and we're thinking about that. But the problem is almost what you're saying is country clubs that don't want to embrace our diversity, right? In golf, and we don't have any limitations with the student athletes who we bring in the doors. We embrace all diversity and inclusion and equity, right? Right. Male and female, right? right. So that's a sport that we have not on board, not because we're not in a great area, right? We flat out know that the demographics that we bring in may be an issue for us to even get a tea time or a practice time at some of these exclusive country clubs has nothing to do with the pandemic has everything to do about our image and what we look like and what we value that does not line up with those who are the gatekeepers of golf unfortunately right and the first thing they say is well golf if you if you bring golf in your athletic program you bring in entitled entitled student athletes to the program 
whose expectations will over exceed your budget. I have heard that in the AD circles, right, that I've been in. That's probably another segment, but that's kind of scary when you think about what I just said and what you just reported. But they kind of correlate with each other, don't they? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to clarify one thing. When I said that what's happening now is un-American, it's a good thing that it's un-American because our history, which has been staunch and it hasn't changed very much until the 60s, and then we kind of fluttered along and now we've got Black Lives Movement and things are moving again. This is the un-American time where things are starting to improve. So when I say un-American, I mean it's un-American in a good way because things are starting to open up. We're right. starting to recognize recognize diversity. It's inclusion. It's acceptance, not tolerance, acceptance. And, Again, and, and so we're getting some of these baby boomers out the way as well. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're doing that. We're, I'm right on the cusp of that. I'm not a yeah. baby boomer so much as I think I, I'm... I, Gen but X, the baby, but, but the baby but, boomers are, are were burping you, and I'm a Gen X person, and, and I okay. get it, right? Because okay. they spanked me on the ass to make sure I cried when I was delivered. Yeah. But they have a lot of influence, right? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they have the capital, right? Let's be honest, right? They that's have the true. capital. They have they have the capital. Absolutely. But it's this young generation that's getting beat up right now. But they're involved in anything that has a cause. And what's mm -hmm. that young generation I'm talking about, Sherman? What's that generation? What's well, the young? What's the eighteen to twenty-five year old generation right now? You know what generation that is? Yeah, it's. Um, Am I putting you on the spot right now, Sherm? Yeah, but I, I, there's a couple different generations. Okay, that are well, happening give them now. to me, Sherm. I need to know right now. Well, okay, one of them is uh, I don't know if it's a generation as much as a group, but LGBTQ plus. Yeah, but that's a part of the cause. And that's but part of Gen, it. Yeah, Gen Z, Gen Y. Oh, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Okay, Gen all right, Z. Gen Z. All right, right. So yeah, Gen Z is a part of the causation, which is allowing and flipping their stinking thinking on top of their head right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of baby boomers and Gen X and millennials, right, are, you know, you know, some of the ones who were on the cusp, like you said you are, are falling behind this Gen Z. Mm -hmm. and, and they're erasing color lines, man. And this is the reason why we have you know, some of these, um, you know, changes that are going on. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the main focus points for these mm -hmm. changes. And and some people want to denigrate that group, but I, I want to put them up and exalt them and just raise them up and say thank you. Mm. Because this is them. stuff, right, this is stuff yeah. that should have been talked about a long time ago. Yes, agreed, agreed. That's why it's changing now um, in a good way. Obviously, I still think, and, and, I, and the, I'm saying expedite it. It needs to go faster. Yes, like this okay. this is yesterday news. Totally we need to put agree. It on the front news, but guess what? The gatekeepers who have the capital right now, yeah. some of them just inherited daddy's mom, daddy's or mommy's money. That's true. They made money the old-fashioned way. They right? inherited it. Yeah, right. Still want to keep people oppressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, That's come on. The, I mean, we, we got the, all these movements. Why? Why are these movements happening? Why right now, if we're talking about this sensitive subject, but it's real, this is who we are, right? Because mm -hmm. we have to address all of If anybody want to know why we're even talking about this on our athletic podcast, because we have demographics of all races that are student athletes, and we have to address all of these things, right? Yeah, 
absolutely. Because this is what we it's have our to responsibility. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the deal. You know, we're not pointing out anything. We know it's history, but some of this stuff is still running rapid, and we need to shine a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. We do a good job with our SAC. Tell them what SAC is, Sherm. Yep, the Student Athletic Advisory Committee. Right, and we have programs in place to make sure that our diversity, inclusion, and equity is where it needs to be. But right. it's still, we still have to share these stories so people can know that it's still work to be done, right? Externally and internally, right? And and you know, so we went from Black Lives Matter to stop Asian hate. Are we kidding mm. me? Like, why can't we just love one another? Mm. Why can't we just embrace differences? Why can't we appreciate the diversity of cultures? And allow them to be a salad bowl, not a melting pot, a salad bowl. You know, one of the best salads. Because one of the best salads, to me, Sherman, in my opinion, is when you can taste each and every vegetable that's in that salad. And you don't even need salad dressing to make it taste good. You can just (laughs) taste the onions and the radishes and all the cilantro. You know, we out here, you know, in Cali, we got a little bit more spice. You might even put a little lime on that salad, right? Whatever the case. But it's okay to be an individual and keep your ethnicity and keep your diversity, but still be a part of a group that embraces that. And that's what we try to provide here in the platform at Westcliff Athletics. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about this because we're not going to run away, run around any topics because we're afraid. You know, we take the bull by the horns here, right? And this is mm-hmm. serious because yeah. we want all of our student athletes to know we see you, we understand you. You. We identify with you, even if you are from the LBGTQ plus community. We we recognize pronouns. We understand that. We understand that we all come from different religions and all those things. But when you put on this emblem, this warrior head that says West Coast Warriors, you, you're part of an exclusive family. A family mm-hmm. that cares, that embraces you, that loves you for who you are, not for what we're trying to make you to become. Mm. We want you to be your authentic self. We want you to be your authentic self. And then we help you. We give you life skills with coaches, great coaches, first-round draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. Athletic staff that's amazing, support staffs, SIDs, and everything else. We look like the rainbow here, okay? We're the best Skittles commercial you're ever going to see. <laughs> okay, and, and Skittles taste damn good, yeah. right? Especially if you put it in a blizzard. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. So we want to embrace all those things. But if we don't talk about these stories, we will never know where we need to continue to to keep working at it. So thanks thanks for bringing that to light, Sean. Well, that's the thing. Change won't happen unless we bring it to light. Change going to come. Change going to come. But, you know, I, I just want to go back very quickly and talk about this thing. You know, a private club can do whatever they want. But, you know, when they put Lee Elder up there, who they, it's a travesty that he wasn't up there 20 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's a great moment for Lee Elder, but I think it's not a great moment for the Masters Golf Tournament because they're just putting a Band-Aid on this thing and making, trying to make themselves look good. And all the announcers, like Scott Van Pelt and everyone, oh, this is so great, it's so great. Yeah. But because is, they were paid is, to say that, Sherm? Yes, but is Lee Elder being used as a pawn or a puppet? And are all you of saying this? a show pony? Is that what it is? Because you know how you have dog and post show, a dog. Right. Well, knowing what you shows. know, knowing what you know about it, and what I've told you about it, what do you think? 
I think it's a great moment for Lee. I, I think, think it's a little bit of both, Sherm. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, exactly. This is, you know, here's the deal. Here, this is, you know, we had a lot of emphasis and a lot of heartbreak over the last four years with the previous administration, right? Mm-hmm. And I do believe that it's been some overcompensation, but probably it's still, even the overcompensation still won't give the just due of, of oppressed people, right? Who's been limited in so many different ways, right? Systematically mm-hmm. um, as well, right? So you're starting to see this become a common theme throughout of all sports, right? Of trying to have the appearance of unity, right? NBA's, you know, really went on a limb, but that's 80% of their base. How could they not, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know how much credit I want to give to them, but, but it happened. All these things are new. I remember a time where you couldn't even see black folks on TV. Matter of fact, it wasn't even called black folks. It was called yeah. colored people. Let's be honest. That's, that's right? true. That's honest. Yep, that's facts. You know what I mean? So, you know, so we want to be able to show incremental steps that we're doing things, but the timing just seems bad because it doesn't seem genuine because of the timing. Mm. Right? I get that. Right? I get that. But what we ought to believe is that better days are coming. They just need to come faster. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of these things, the limitations, are being um, handed out by those who are in control of financial capital and power, right? So some people in the golf community is going to listen to our podcast and say, well, you should be happy it even happened because we didn't mm-hmm. want that to happen. Right. And I just say poo-poo on you, shame mm-hmm. on you, right? And I will say one thing today, Sherm, that I'm so proud of you with is because you're making sure we all stay woke. We're not food. That's what you're saying today. We're not food by what you're doing today. One trick pony is not going to resolve all the history of nonsense that still goes on. Still and, goes number, on. and numbers are still drastically low. It's still mm-hmm. a big disparity when it comes to diversity. And, and we, I know we always say black and white because that's the two big clashes. But, man, Asians, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Need to be represent, represented because we all can golf if we have opportunity. Yeah. But the reason why we don't have opportunity because the gatekeepers who own these private clubs won't allow us to even participate. Yeah, economic. Yep. Right? So mm-hmm. we so, – I mean, but way way to keep us woke today, sir. Well, you know, it, it, I've been watching it. You know, the Masters, and, and I'm glad it over, struck. A, over, I'm glad it struck a chord in you, sure, man. And and I'm glad that these last two years, you're looking at your white privilege a little bit different, sir. Yeah, absolutely. You and know, you because know, you're the gatekeeper of our white privilege sport, which is baseball. Baseball, yeah. And baseball yeah. has, you know, you look at Major League Baseball or any baseball, inner city kids yeah. don't play baseball quite they, as much. No, they don't. There's more basketball and football. So baseball, the, 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 the number of the black, the numbers of black athletes in baseball has really begun to shrunk, to shrink. Big really, time. It, yeah, it's really gone down. Um, and unless it, you're not, unless you're not um, culturally aware, because some people just think if you have dark pigmentation, you're black, which is mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, not true. I mean, there's a lot right. of Latin players in baseball who have Plenty. that dark. Yeah, who have Plenty, dark but, pigment. But, you know, but people think, oh, well, that's a black player. They don't even know. They're not culturally aware that they don't even identify black. 
That is true. But, you know, a, a lot of these black, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of the sports um, leagues like Major League Baseball and, and basketball, they've hired people as their director of ethnicity and community awareness. But right. they only do that in response to what the players have been doing as an, as a really good example in the playoffs last year when the team walked off the court and refused to play after the shootings oh all of a sudden now we have to be reactive why can't you be proactive you know if the players hadn't stepped up and said something would anything have been done listen no my answer to that is no exactly and it wouldn't have even been done if it did not have a financial impact right Right. So people lost money, and then they responded, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing, right? Yeah. And I know we like to idolize our, our athletes, but they're the end users of the process of called entertainment, right? They just happen to get, the end user just happen to get multi-million dollars, right? But we know it's billions of dollars being made, right, for these deals. So not one athlete, not even LeBron James, is compensated the way they should be, right, in this process. We know that, right? Because right. it works for somebody. Right. And we, we accept that. But the compensation is so great, right, in the disparity of common folk, right, it makes common folk upset, right, when they stand up for themselves because they look in their situation and look at their situation and say, man, you're doing better than me. Why are you complaining? Well, fair is fair, but, you know, I don't believe in fair. That's just a place where they jug pigs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's a great line. Right? Just even yeah. compensation. Mm-hmm. Right? Even compensation. Right? And, you know, um, shout out to my boy Stephen A. Smith for that, you know, mm -hmm. fair piece. I loved uh, it. Okay. He said he All got right. it from He said he got it from one of his boys. Who knows? Okay. Right? All right. So I figured he'd take it from one of his boys. Stephen A., my boy. I'm taking it from him. But um, he just don't know it yet. Stephen A. don't know we boys. But um, here's the deal. Here is the deal, right? We got to continue to bridge the gap of disparity. So having great conversations like this today, shedding light is one thing. Now, the second thing, Sherman, is how do we put actions in the words, right? How do we put actions in the words and then words into motion, Hands moving, mm -hmm. bridging people together, mm -hmm. all of those things. How do we do that, sir? What, what's your thought process on that? Mm. Because I was reading a quote just the other day, and I'm going to pull this up for you, which I thought was really, really great. And it talks about it's not the knowledge you absorb, because you just gave people knowledge, right? So it's not the knowledge you absorb, but it's the knowledge that you apply. Mm-hmm. So how do we apply this knowledge that you gave us today and make a difference in Westcliff University? Hmm. Well, that's one of our C's, our five C's, which I should repeat. I Absolutely. Add. Yeah, to find great coaches, athletes and coaches with uh, superior character who can establish an exceptional culture while making a tremendous impact in the community. That's the one we're talking about. Right. By, by being fully committed to excellence, which will translate to championships. Absolutely. It's that, it's that community part. You know, it might be bigger than a plan, bigger than what I can come up with right now, sitting here doing this show with you. Absolutely. Uh, 
yeah, it, it's going to obviously take a little bit of thought. But you know, we're on the right track because we've done we've done plenty of good things in the community, and we will continue to do so. Right. But what so, we're asking is, how do we affect change on a greater scale? Right. And and I can say this, you know, first we're we're doing this already, so we're on the right track. You know, we got the five C's established, and this falls in the community. Mm-hmm. We do have education and awareness, right? We have warrior, uh, uh, warrior wellness. We have diversity and inclusion days, right? Mm-hmm. We have safe space, Zooms. We have those things that coaches are actively probing with our student athletes, right? Right. Now, the course correction is if we find any behavior that's not five C's or in compliance with the things that we stand for that um, – promotes the environment of diversity, inclusion, and equity, right? We immediately make those changes, right? And then mm-hmm. what we do is make sure we put those things in policy so we don't repeat ourselves. Right. So we're doing a great job with that, but we're only as good as the feedback that we're getting for the people, the boots that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. And the boots on the ground are the student athletes because I will tell you this. One of my biggest concerns when I took this job was complete opposite of what my concern should have been um, is that Irvine being one of the safest cities, right, in America, one of the safest cities. I I was very, very skeptical about recruiting because I knew the demographics that I was going to bring in the safest city are sometimes the target or stereotype to be the target of why cities are not safe. Now that's deep. Mm. And I was concerned that I wouldn't have an infrastructure to be able to handle the concerns of people being probed, uh, falsely accused, uh, stereotyped, and profiled. That was a big concern of mine. Do you think you have that infrastructure now? I think we're still growing it, Sherm. Okay. I think we're still growing it. But at least I'm aware of where we are. I understand that some of the demographics I have at my university does not reflect the community that we reside in. And we have had issues that has been a constant reminder of some of the inequalities that are running through our community that Mm -hmm. we're trying to serve with the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. So it was a concern, sir. It was a concern. Okay. Still well, on the radar. It's not off yeah. the radar, but it's right. still it, it's a work in progress. Let me we're say We're in that. a better place than we were when you arrived, but we still have a long way to go. Absolutely. But here's the deal. When I arrived, we weren't doing anything in the community. That is we, true. We were that's barely also, going to school, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We, we were barely, barely going to school. Mm-hmm. You like my you, my wife always killed me with my Maryland accent and all my colloquialisms <laughs> and she gonna say barely, yeah. Well, you can't even speak. I can't speak. That's funny. I can't. Right? I know, but I can't. But, you but know, I hate. Our school was founded in 1993, and so when we got here it in was. 2019, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. You know, we'd been around for 26 years already with crazy uh, a blip on the radar in terms of what we can do in the community, and you know, obviously growing by leaps and bounds. We've done a tremendous amount in the last and two here's years, the deal. Long way to go. All the credit goes to our fearless leader, Dr. Lee, mm. for allowing us, right, and allowing me yeah. the empowerment and the freedom, right, and the autonomy 
to make these changes. All great leadership starts from the top. Yeah. Just like a like a fish rot from the head, right? <laughs> okay. Great, you know, great leadership starts from the top. And mm-hmm. his him not having in any insecurities about hiring a black man who full of his ethnicity, who ain't never ran from a fight, over top of his athletic department, says a lot in this community. And I thank him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Speaks Dr. volumes, Lee. bro. Yeah, Dr. Lee. Now, you know, there's one line you just said that concerns me, actually. That mm. ha- yeah, that, that you've never run from a fight. I and ain't never ran from one. Then why do you keep putting off our one-on-one? We not, baby. We trying to get TV time, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to sit, let the whole America to see it. You know, America. God bless America. America. Like, 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 like Obama used to say, America. America. I think Bush used to say it that way too. Yep. So God bless it. Hey, here's the deal. We we know we're on for August. Okay. When the student athletes came back, I thought that's what we said. All right, that's fine. We do we have a date, or we're just saying sometime in August? No, we, we we're really trying to figure out what return to learn gonna look like and return yeah, to that, campus. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. You know, Hopefully so we, we trying. Are to, on I campus. mean, here's the deal: we're in orange tier, which is thank God, right? We could be in uh-huh. another tier. Yeah. Right. So we had about fifty percent capacity, right? Okay. For bowling alleys and and. What else? Movie theaters and all that kind of stuff. Restaurants and all Restaurant. that, yeah. 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 So we're trending up. But mm-hmm. I've never seen a person who was so willing to get ass whipping early. <laughs> oh, really? I don't. What the freak? Are you talking about, are you talking about yourself or are you talking about me? You're the one calling out. Don't poke the bear. Don't you poke the bear. Okay? you just poking the bear. All right, you're the bear because you're Baylor. Hey, I'm, I'm a wildcat. I'm listen Arizona. Listen here, you can be the Baylor Bears. Hey, I'm burly. I'm a burly man. <laughs> okay. So I have no other choice but to be the bear. You would <laughs> not. You standing next to me, you would not be considered a bear, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get that. Let's get the, that understood right now. The, the visual's great, man. I okay. can't even. Are you gonna be wearing a? Are you gonna be wearing a uniform like you know with the? Hey. I don't With know. The straps maybe, coming over the listen, shoulders. Maybe or? we do need to uh, open up the budget and get some West, West Cliff gear. Uh, get your name on the back of something. Yeah, and you know maybe we got to get some merchandise and have it available. Hey, there. but we still got to negotiate timeouts. Okay, we still got to negotiate timeouts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's right. funny. Okay, do you need a thirty negoti- second or a full? Yeah, we got to negotiate timeouts still. And then I got to make sure we got oxygen on site. So okay. It's two things. <laughs> we need we need medical attention right. there just if in that, case. Okay. If that's not in my contract, I don't know if the game's going to happen. So All right. We need to... we need Emily Burns and her staff. Shout out right. to our head athletic trainer, our senior associate athletic director for right. uh, yeah, for, for our it's trainers. Gonna, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So we're going to be like top rate bank boxing. I don't know if we could get the deal done. I tell but, you what you can name whatever terms you want. I will go along with absolutely okay. everything. You can have as many timeouts as you want. You can have ice breaks if and you then need I, it. I need the usage of the Gatorade shoes. Yeah, that's so I need to get. I okay. need those. Anything that gives me energy during the competition. All right. So I, I got a long list, man. Okay, that's fine. You can but have. We it got all. until August, so we're, yep. we're good. Yep. Okay. So we still have about four months. All right. Yeah, we're good and to go. Hey, I only needed thirteen weeks to get in my best shape when I was in the Marine Corps. So. <laughs> Okay, it's a little different now at this point in life, let me tell you. I'm right. only 21, sir. <laughs> okay, when you're 21, things can happen different for you. You know that. Okay, all right. Well, okay, you got 13 weeks. Go. I need all 13, too, sir. Okay, if you need a few more, let me know. But we're on for August. 
August for sure. I'm thinking it's going to be mid-August, but I haven't seen the schedule yet. Okay. All right. And, I'm and, good, I'm and, good and hopefully we continue not to have any um, um, relapses with COVID, right? We all have yes, our of fingers course. crossed. So. Of course, yeah. For trending in the it's right good direction. to be in Orange Tier, though, Sherm. Very yes, good and the, to be in Orange And tier. the word is California is going to open up. If things go the way they're going, we're going to open up fully in uh, June in 15th. June. Yeah, yeah so see, that would be awesome. Free. Yeah, that would be good. Now, our first day of school is not until the 30th of August for right. the fall fall one semester. So if we push it a little bit and wait till all the students are back. But okay, you know. But we'll, you know we'll how we always, out. but here's the deal, though. You know, we always normally bring our student athletes in about two weeks before classes. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's up to so them when they want to come, but that's about right. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully we got them motivated enough to come, you know, yeah. two weeks before. Well, yeah, the baseball team will be doing strength training and conditioning workouts, so I know our guys will be here, and some of the other sports will be going. But I mean, the if we got to push it after Labor Day too, I'm I'm fine with that as well. Mm, okay, all right. I mean, because you, I mean, okay. you figure right, August 30th. What's the difference? Is this four or five days? Are you? Afraid? Yeah, that that's fine with me too. Because are you we're afraid? Not, yeah. Are you afraid? No, 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 no. I'm letting you, you do feel all like of it. I'm getting a competitive advantage. You can you can I set am. all the terms. You can set. Yeah. You can make take every advantage you can get. It's not going to help you. You know, I'm I'm just here to tell you, like, and and here I'm gonna just make this statement right now, and and I just want you to know that if you smell um, a unique odor of icy hot, even before we have tip, <laughs> just understand, brother. It just might understand be, a man yeah. got to do what he got to do. You know what? I'm the same way. I use BioFreeze every day. I'm on the field <laughs> without without fail. I'm using BioFreeze. Emily right. has set me up with it. So oh man, uh, so hey, listen. So you know the spray can is a little more powerful than the rub. The rub. Okay, I, I'm using. You know. Yeah, I use the analgesic. The rub. Okay, it seems, see, it seems, so, and I and I use a copper fit back brace. Hey, so, <laughs> so let me tell true. you, man. So it's hey, true. invest invest into the spray, man. The spray is a little more stronger, man. Only okay. those who only the real ones know that only the real okay. ones know. all right good to know it's good i'll have to follow up with that and get some more get some more tips from you <laughs> my, my geriatric tips hey, oh my goodness i got your bottle came in last week extra <laughs> okay you got e- the extra ex- strength extra strength geritol baby <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that you know what we need to end it right there <laughs> we have degraded this up we're circling the drain right now of this kind of this podcast <laughs> hey, we, we tend to do that at times yeah we do but it's a great way to end hey thanks again man this was a lot of fun there's still a lot to talk about so keep an eye out for our next podcast yay yay and as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. I'm getting stupid amounts. Hey, hop in a whip and I'm out. I need so much I can count. Oh, and I don't need no college. Cause I'm getting stupid amounts. Yeah, I'm getting stupid amounts. Hey, so much that I'm losing the counts. Hey, I'm a young boss in my state. Yeah, so I gotta stay in my town. Hey, I think I'm staying around. Hey, what is they talking about? Hey, they know I've been in the lab. Yeah, bro, why they all going out? Hey, I got the money, it's inside. They wanna ask why I been why. In 2018, they still hate it. I see them now, they all switch sides. I told them all that I've been fly. There ain't no faking on this side. They try to give me a small deal. I need big bills, I'm a big guy. Hey, I've been a whip and I'm out. I need so much I can't count.
don't need no college, cause I'm getting stupid amounts. Hey, hop in a whip and I'm out. I need so much I can count.